Hi there, Adam Nation. I'm here with Katie Bishop, a teacher who's in it to watch her kids grow. What defines you as a teacher? Defining me as a teacher, I'd say the first thing really, the most important thing, and I think Annandale's all about that, is the relationships we can build. I came in as a special education teacher, not knowing what subject I was necessarily going to get to teach, and I ended up being able to teach history. And so I love history, and I know a lot of kids don't like it, but when I can build those positive relationships with them, they start to come around more out of wanting to please, I think, than necessarily having an interest. So my goal every year is always to have those positive relationships with all the kids, understand what their home life is and and who they are and what they're bringing to the classroom, and then kind of taking that and using that to help them throughout the year. So you don't feel like your um, interest in history is contagious to the kids? I think sometimes it is. We can easily get off topic with historical concepts and we'll go, if I don't know the answer to something, I don't just put it off. We'll be like, well, let's go research it right now and we'll just take a few minutes. And it tends to spur their interest and it might not be connected. The hardest thing is the SOLs and the curriculum. But when you can show them that there's more to it and that there's so many answers out there, they start to want to know more and ask more questions. We might stop right in the moment and just look it up, especially with everything on phone. You know, I have my phone sitting in my pocket, so I'll say, either I'll tell someone to look it up while we're still doing a task, or, you know, can you look up the answer to this? Or I'll say, well, let's find the answer now, and we'll look it up together and see what the answer is. And that usually satisfies them to move on with whatever's next in the material. So it's finding that balance between staying on task with the curriculum and getting them to learn how to dig deeper into where their questions are. What's your best teacher trick? Teacher trick. I don't know if I necessarily, if there's any tricks. I try not to call out students in class for things that they're doing. They tend to get very confrontational when they feel singled out. So I try to just treat them all as equally as possible, whether one has a behavior that drives you more crazy than others. It's just not drawing attention to that. Um, And then they all just tend to feel welcome in the room If they come in late, I don't constantly say, where have you been? I just say, good morning or good afternoon and deal with that separately rather than in front of them. And that seems to keep them all more on task, more in favor of what we're doing, and more likely to come back to the classroom, which is is always the goal. (laughs) So I don't think there's necessarily a trick to anything. Hmm. Treating them as humans? As humans, yeah. And that they all have flaws. We all make mistakes. Yeah. I also noticed that you're very organized. Yes, I'm a very type A person. (laughs) I like to have uh, everything very organized, everything in a row, and I do that with my class too. They usually every day know exactly what's expected of them. Our routine is always the same, and that um, is helpful to them. If I'm going to change it up, I like to try new things in the classroom. I'll give them advance notice, like even a week notice. I'll be like, okay, in a couple weeks with the next unit, we're going to try this and we'll see how it goes. So they kind of know that something new is coming um, and I'll just keep reminding them of that. Or if we're going to be out of the classroom going somewhere, I'll try and do it more than one day in advance and that way they just mentally can kind of amp up to their routine will be changed for that day. Do you feel like that helps you? Definitely helps me. I like to have a lot of notice. For new things, I don't like change very much, um, and so I can see that for kids being more helpful, too. That's cool, because I hadn't thought about, usually when people try something new, it's kind of spur of the moment, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I don't really have anything planned, let me try this out, but you seem much more 
kind of uh, deliberate about it? I search for new things to try. I need to have time for myself to kind of play around with the kinks and how it might be perceived and have a chance to look at it from their side. I don't like to go into it not knowing what I'm doing because then I can't manage the expectations from them. And that that's where you start to lose control of everything in the classroom. <laughs> but yeah, I like to know exactly what I'm doing. I don't, the spur of the moment kind of ideas drives me a little crazy. <laughs> Works for some, I can't do it. <laughs> so you're obviously very prepared when you try something new, but inevitably something will go unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you handle that? Well, I've already kind of prepped the kids that I am new at whatever it is we're doing. And so generally, it'll be a time where while I'm trying to fix the kinks or whatever's going wrong, that's when we have those personal conversations of what are you guys doing outside of school? And we just fill the time with not going on to the social, you know, the kids are so apt if there's dead time to go onto their phones. And I try not to let them do that, but yet have those interactions together. We talk about if it's going to snow, will people predict how much it is? Or something that's going to fill the time positively while I'm trying to maneuver. But you stay together no matter what. I try to keep them together. Yeah. Yeah. I know every year has been a little different. I try and look at who the kids are and how we do things, whether we do guided notes or they take the full notes. I look at their abilities. And because I have the kids with special education needs, some year-to-year look very different sometimes. So... I just have to take the grouping of kids that I get and figure out what's going to be best for them each year. It's a little bit of adoption. Yeah, it sounds like you're really strategic about um, interpersonal relationships, not only with yourself, but also among the students. Mm-hmm. Well, I work with primarily kids with emotional disabilities. Okay. This is my main focus. That's what I'm hired as. And so that's my, my title is not okay. learning disabilities, but emotional disabilities. So the relationship component is is very strong. Um, I try and get to the point with the kids that they can tell me what is really bothering them outside of school and that they have that trust and confidence that it'll be taken care of the way it needs to. So it translates then to the rest of my students. (laughs) Are there any talents that you've developed in your personal life that you find useful in teaching? Patience. (laughs) I think I became more and more patient as I became a parent and watching them grow and develop at their in the preschool years, how excited they are to learn a new task and having the patience to learn those skills. I have to remember that these are brand new skills for the high school kids too. And when they get it, they do glow the same way that the preschoolers. So it's having that patience to let them get to that aha moment that has really helped, I think. There it is, Adam Nation, one of our Atomic teachers in action. If you're doing something Atomic in the classroom, let us know. Tweet it with the hashtag AtomicTeacher. Thanks for listening.